Hey guys, jumping in real quick to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode, the Satchel Podcast Player. If you like podcasts, you're going to want to check this out. There's no third-party ads, no on-screen ads, nothing like that. It's a great way to get connected with the content that you're listening to. You can even tweet directly into the podcast that you're listening to and even send a few dollars along to the podcast. For example, right now, if you like listening to Flash TV Talk, you could send us like, I don't know, $2, $3, $10, however much you feel like we're worth. You can do that directly in the Satchel Podcast Player. It's a great player. You got to check it out. If you're a podcaster, you can register your podcast at satchelplayer.com. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Well, uh, up until about five minutes ago, I thought I was doing pretty good. Then I realized that Time Warner Cabral, now Spectrum, uh, didn't record the last 10 minutes of The Flash episode. So... <laughs> See, see, what I'm hearing from you is that you're still doing TiVo. And uh, I got to tell you, man, the uh, the last decade called and it wants you to, uh, to speed things up a little bit. Well, see, I don't even have a TiVo. I have a DVR from a crappy cable provider uh, that has consistently across multiple shows not recorded. Yeah, it, it just it just stopped recording. Like, it, it, And it stopped recording it at such a point that I thought that was the end of the episode. You know, you know like how when the flash goes to commercial, it has like the noise or whatever. Yeah, and like the little, the little, yeah. That's that's exactly where it stopped, and so I was like, "Huh, that's a weird place to stop an episode." And I could have sworn I saw like the the you know Greg Berlanti thingamabob pop up, but yeah, it was it was it was bizarre. But yeah, anyway, I got to tell you, man, the, this is this is. I mean, it brings us to a kind of an interesting thing here at the top of the show. Welcome, by the way, I've already said to Flash TV Talk, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, welcome, real quick, to those of you who are tuning in via the Facebook Live channel. Uh, we mentioned it last week. We actually did our first episode of this season using Facebook Live. We're here. We're at it again. We're actually using Facebook Live right now. Uh, you can see well. You can see me, uh, and you can also see a an uh, image of Bell, which I think is this way, but maybe it's this way. I'm not quite sure. Uh, it's how, to the right. It's it's to my my right or stage right. Um, stage right. Okay. All right. So that, that yeah. There you go. Now you're pointing. Okay. At it. No other way. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we we are using uh, Facebook Live again for the live show. And so uh, for those of you who are tuning in live, be sure to uh, send in your thoughts in the comments. We've also got uh, Bell who is in the little. Uh, comment section as well. Treat this as you would the comment section of uh, of anything other than a uh, internet comment section, and let's have some great uh, lively discussion <laughs> and, uh, and and respectful tone and all that kind of good stuff. Shall we? Let's do it. All right. But back to what you were saying, man. So you, uh, your your cable situation caused you to to miss the last five. Uh, minutes of the show and so no, you 10 minutes well regardless you had to miss the last section of the show and so in order to play catch up uh you went to you know the, to the internet to figure out how to stream it now in the past in the past seasons uh the flash has been streamable through hulu uh, in fact i used to always watch uh every single episode at least once maybe twice uh to get kind of a refresher before you know we went uh, live recording the podcast but uh, but this season no longer is the Flash available on Hulu. Uh, the backlog, the back seasons are available on Netflix. But for any of the current episodes, uh, how how did you go about watching it, man? Well, uh, the only option that I know of, out the only legitimate and legal option, I should say, that I know of, is to go to CW.com and watch it there. the The, the issue with that being is I needed to fast forward to the tail end of the episode, and in order to do that. 
I needed to watch 10 minutes. Let's keep this in mind. I'm going to frame this here. I needed to watch 10 minutes of this episode. And so between me finding out exactly where it left off and because every time you click the thing, it, 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 you know, you have to watch ads. And so but between me trying to figure out exactly where it left off and having, you know, it to, to, to run the ads and buffer the ads and actually do the actual ad breaks, because when you fast forward, it, it drops ads before it shows you the thing. And then when you hit an ad break, even if it was 30 seconds before where you click the cursor, you know, on the on the progress line to put it there, you're still going to see ads. So I watched about 10 minutes of ads for 10 minutes of TV, man. That's rough. It's ridiculous. That's rough, Absolutely man. Ridiculous. Look, I was, you know, when they announced that, uh, that, that Supergirl was coming over to the CW, I, I was hopeful at the time that that meant that we were going to get the Supergirl episodes on Hulu because that was such a convenient way to watch, uh, all of the, uh, all the episodes after I'd seen them live. And, uh, but no, in, in fact, it looks like CW is actually going the CBS route of, of kind of, you know, containing, uh, the episodes and then probably doing about double the amount of ads that you would normally actually get on television. At least that's how it feels. Uh, I will say this, man, you can watch each episode legitimately, uh, but you do have to pay a little money for it. And, uh, and that's, you know, that, that may be what I have to do is drop some money on, uh, on Amazon. I got an Amazon prime account, so I might uh, drop some money and, and get the season so that every single time an episode comes out, I can, I can view it that way. But, uh, yeah, those, those ads are killer, man. They are killer. Wait, so I, I have Amazon prime, so I can, uh, subscribe to it through Amazon prime and you, then I can watch it ad free. Well, you can watch it ad free. Uh, there's obviously there's a cost associated with it. I think it's like maybe two bucks an episode if you don't want the HD version. Uh, which ah, I, okay. Yeah. We gotta have HD. I mean, come on. Well, do you though? I mean like stream, it really depends on what the consistency of your internet is. Otherwise you're not getting the full quality that you paid for. So my, my whole deal is I, I typically go SD and I'll, I'll upgrade once we get there. And by that time, it'll probably be a completely different service at that point. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's one of those things. I'll, uh, my, my main focus when I'm rewatching episodes is to, you know, pick up on the nuances, catch what I may have missed and, uh, and prepare for this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I say we have prepared for this podcast. We've had way too much pre-show, man. Uh, So why don't we go ahead and jump into The Rundown. The Rundown. Episode two of season three, Paradox, directed by Jesse Warren and story by the Helbing twins, Aaron (laughs) Helbing and Todd Helbing. Uh, Your favorite, Belle. What happened this episode? Well, Barry learned several changes to the restored timeline. Iris has not forgiven Joe for telling her that her mother was alive. Cisco is angry with him for not altering the timeline to save his brother Dante. And he has a new CSI partner, Julian Albert, who does not like or trust him. Barry decides to travel back again to fix the damage, but he is intercepted in 1998 by Jay Garrick. Jay tells Barry that the timeline never resets exactly and that he has to learn to live with his mistakes. Meanwhile, Claris has visions of Flashpoint and locates the person responsible, Alchemy, who restores Claris's powers and full Flashpoint memories. Barry tells the team about the timeline's alterations before confronting Claris at an abandoned warehouse. Alchemy is there as well, saying that he is preparing this world for a future event. Sisko arrives and helps Barry defeat Claris, who is then incarcerated in Iron Heights. The team determines that Alchemy is creating other metahumans from Flashpoint, whom they need to track down. Sisko and Barry become reconciled, as do Iris and Joe. Caitlin is secretly revealed to have gained cryokinetic powers. Uh, Barry, yeah, that's, 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 that's a fun one. Barry and Iris officially start a romantic relationship, and Alchemy attacks Claris in his cell. Man, oh man. Okay, so a lot to unpack in this episode. 
Um, you know, we, we've got more characters on the board than we had when we left things off. Uh, in fact, some of our, our mainstay, our mainstay characters actually took more of a backseat this episode to really introduce and, and at least give us a, a taste of what's to come. Honestly, we didn't spend a whole lot of time with any one particular storyline as really the story of the story was trying to explain where the story even came from and to get from the get go. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. la- last week we talked a lot about how we weren't sure as to whether or not, you know, what would Barry try to go back in time? Would this actually be the uh, the universe that we were essentially stuck with? And that that does seem to be the case, right? It, it was a little bit of both. Uh, and so, with that in mind, we we uh, we need to dive in, man. We need to figure out exactly what this universe is. And I think one of the best things that we could do is actually talk about this character of Draco Malfoy, AKA what's this guy's name again? Julian Albert. Okay. So Draco Malfoy is a, uh, he is the new Barry Allen or he's Barry's new assistant, uh, at the, uh, the CCPD here. I love this guy. Yeah. I'm liking him thus far. I, I think it's a really interesting foil to Barry as far as the, you know, the CIA take goes where, uh, you know, he's very, very talented at what he does, but he's not this happy go lucky guy. He's just like, get out of my face. Let me do my job and let's bust some bad guys. And I think that's that's really it, it's fun to watch that. And when it's <laughs> it's really fun to watch Barry squirm uh, when they interact with one, with one another. Well, and like you get the you get this idea. Obviously, there's some sort of history between them or, or they just, you know, ultimately don't like each other. I mean, Malfoy did. And I, I shouldn't call him Malfoy. Uh, Alberto, that's his name. Julian Albert. Julian Albert. You call him Julian because well, that is his first name. Well, I remember when we heard about, you know, this character coming on board and that he was going to be called Julian. My assumption, you know, my thought was maybe he was related to the calendar man or something like that. The character of Julian Day from the comics, uh, who's never really been associated with the Flash. So it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, however, I, like I said, I really like him. I like his interaction with Barry. I like that he is really smart. I, I don't know that that sounds like a weird thing to say, but I like that he's a very smart character. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's just the Britishness of it, but the, he does seem to have kind of this sense of uh, uh, posh authoritarian, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. you know, this, this way of, of kind of dealing with things where it's kind of like, you're there and I don't care. Like, like I, I, <laughs> I, I kind of dug that about him, man. I, I want to spend, I hope we're getting a, a lot of good time with Julian here. Yeah. I, I, it seems to be that he's going to be uh a character. I feel like we're stuck in, in, in this particular timeline. We'll, and we'll talk about that later, but mm. yeah, I, I feel like he's here to stay and I'm excited to see where they're going to go with him. Uh, whether or not he is, you know, a red herring as, a, as somebody who is posing as someone else or one of those kind of things, or if he's just going to be just another antagonist who, who doesn't happen to be, you know, a, a super villain in any respect or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be cool to see where they go with him. All right. So two things with that, right? I mean, on the one hand, we do, we know that he is part of, or at least he's worked with team flash before though. He's not necessarily a full member of team flash. I mean, they, we get the, the sense that he doesn't actually know, you know, Barry's secret, uh, that Barry is the flash, but that, you know, the Cisco makes mention and, and, uh, and, uh, Caitlin as well, that they've worked with him in the past. So, you know, clearly that he's been involved However, you make method, you mention of like, you know, maybe he won't be uh, a villain, but I mean, at the same time, like, isn't he Dr. Alchemy? I mean, like, I'm just saying like, you know, there, there is kind of a sense of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And we have gotten kind of the same tropes from season one carried to season two that I feel like <laughs> if we don't like just say, okay, this is clearly Dr. Alchemy. It's going to be, you know, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me three times. Seriously? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, come on. Well, okay, so no, clearly Doctor Alchemy is Joe in this timeline. <laughs> right. It's the only thing that makes sense. That that is the only thing that makes sense. The only, in fact, actually. <laughs> I think it's um, I think it's Barry from the future. That's got to be who uh, Doctor Alchemy is. You know, it, it very well could be for 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 many reasons that I will not discuss right now. <laughs> or but, it uh, could be that <laughs> we should make fun of ourselves. It could also be the ghost of Eobard Thawne. No, nah, that could, that could be him. You know what? They're 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 both blonde. <laughs> uh, one of them has a British accent, but you know what? In the future, maybe British accents are just you know. Uh, he, he just chose it because he didn't really realize that, you know, America was uh, independent from Britain for several hundred years before. No, that, uh, was, that, was another, time. that was another timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Another timeline. There we go. That that definitely explains it. That's right. This is yeah. uh, it's the British Barry in, into some sense. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, man, I, I thought uh, Malfoy, welcome uh, Albert, uh, Albert, Albert. Uh, yeah, Julian Albert. All right. I just call him Julian. I can call him Julian. What about Jules? You know, whatever happened to uh, Espresso Escobar? That was Iris's new boss that after the other one got killed, right? Yeah. I think um, in this timeline, he is actually a, a donut, like an actual <laughs> pastry. Wait, wait. There's Espresso Escobar. And then what was what was the other name? It, it, it was Donut Dan, right? In Espresso Escobar. No, don't, yeah, d- uh, Donut Dan, Danish Dan, I think was uh, Danish, Danish Dan. Yeah, Danish, Danish Dan, Dan was the was was her friend, and then he kind of went away. He got killed, and then she yeah. had a she had a new friend who was her boss, uh, and kind of love interest. And we called him. That he 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 wanted to get coffee, but I think he wanted to get coffee the way that Luke Cage wants to get coffee. Yeah, you mm. know, yeah, you know that's what it was. You know, so that's actually, what it in was. this case, he actually is coffee. Yeah, yeah, but didn't we we called him like Cappuccino Kevin or Cappuccino Kyle? I, I can't even remember his name, but I wonder if Kyle he's Chino. Kyle Chino. That wasn't it. Espresso Estebar. That worked out pretty well. So <laughs> Espresso Estebar, yeah. uh, he's gone, man. We I, I, we hadn't seen him since season two, and now season two may or may not have happened. We well that is, that is it. Well, <laughs> season one and season two may or may not have have happened. Well, I mean, I the impression that we get from all of this, from all these characters. I mean, we've got you know uh, Julian notwithstanding. Uh, there's not that many new characters. There's not not too much shakeup to kind of our primary cast, right? I mean, we do have kind of uh, this indication that the uh, the West family is all intact, right? At this at this stage in the game, not only. Yeah. Uh, not only do we actually have Iris, Joe, and Wally, uh, but you know there were some plot lines from season two carried over, albeit in kind of a different way. Uh, we know finally now why Iris and uh, Joe are not talking, and it's specifically because of the uh, the mom plot line of season two. Apparently, in this new timeline, uh, that did not go over as smoothly as it did. When last we uh, we we viewed that whole that whole subplot, yeah. So it seems like either this Iris is less forgiving, uh, or you know, it's it's the whole butterfly effect, right? Barry, you know, flapped his wings in Central Park, and now Iris and Joe didn't reconcile like they did in the other universe. But yeah, it, it seems like though, at least with their reconciliation and with uh, Barry and Cisco, they seem to be you know getting better as well. It, it, it's almost as if Barry's presence in this timeline is acting as a way to mend it mm. you know yeah because like at the end of this episode a lot of the, the the things that were different seem to have been or a couple of the things that were different seem to have been uh, closer towards the original time i and i guess you know we can't even say the original timeline because it's technically not the original timeline because eobar thawne went back and killed hg wells and that's the season one timeline yeah, yeah. I mean, it it there is there's some uh, there's some confusion, right? You've got the OG timeline that was the pre season one timeline. Then you yeah. had the what we'll call we'll call it 
the original timeline, because for us as a viewing audience, that's that's what it was, right? The original timeline yeah. from the beginning of the season on. So you had the OG timeline, which is the source of future Barry who came back to, uh, to set off season one. You have the original timeline of season one. Uh, arguably, you've got this whole little time loop that Barry created during season two when he went back and he actually made Pied Piper a good guy uh, inadvertently in his little uh, trek back into time. Uh, that that's That's kind of a whole kind of verge right there. Then you had Flashpoint, and now you have what I'm going to call the darkest timeline, <laughs> right? Like, if you think about how these characters, at, at first, you know, like you, you had mentioned, man, when you were watching this episode, uh, how you didn't realize that you'd missed the last 10 minutes. To, to watch this episode and see this timeline play out without the last 10 minutes, it's kind of like watching It's a Wonderful Life without actually watching the tail end where everything is awesome. Yeah, it really was. At the end, I was like, wow, like this, that's that's a terrible place to leave this episode. Like, <laughs> well, this, I immediately want to see what's going to happen. And you mentioned it, right? So Iris in this universe, for whatever reason, her and her dad didn't reconcile before, but we do get that reconciliation because flash is pretty aggressive at trying to make sure they get a chance to talk it out. But moreover than that, when things start getting rough, Iris steps into the role that we've seen her do several times over of being kind of the, the team, the team leader, the team rallier, you know, she is kind of the, uh, she, she's, she's the one that gets everybody together and kind of, uh, uh, cracks the whip as it were and, and gets the, the troops in line. Like, you know, the den mother, there, there, there's an element of that, right? There is this kind of, uh, she doesn't necessarily have to me, man. She's almost kind of like, um, she's kind of like, you know, almost like the team manager, right? Like she, every single one of the members of the team have their own specialty that they bring. Iris, she doesn't have superpowers. She's not a scientist. She's not like this tech engineer or anything like that. She's a reporter. She's got a bird's eye view of, of everything. And from that angle, she also has a bird's eye view of the team and she can kind of manage, you know, what needs to be done and, and when it needs to be done. You know, I, I love whenever we get a chance to actually see her shine in that way. So oftentimes what you see in these series and, and the series in the past is the, uh, the quote unquote love interest character gets, you know, shoot away to the side while the real action happens. Uh, and then, you know, and then once the, the hero and the love interest get together, they almost don't know what to do because they were, they didn't necessarily make uh, her or him, but more often her into a strong enough character to really kind of, you know, be part of the the team proper uh, here in, in the flash from day one. They've done a really great job with Iris, making sure that she is a strong character, that as she learns Barry's secret, she is immediately brought into the team and takes a pretty substantial leading role. So really, really solid stuff. And I'm glad to know in this new timeline, I guess we'll just call it the new timeline uh, in this new timeline that Iris also has that, that same, uh, same role and, and, and does it to the, uh, the same effect, which is quite well, you know, Cisco in this timeline, you know, when, when we talk about kind of where people are now, as opposed to where they were in flashpoint, it almost makes you wonder why? Why, Barry? Why? Why did you even leave Flashpoint? <laughs> because, you know, for the most part, all of these characters were way better off in Flashpoint. Yeah, it's weird, though, because, you know, if they're drawing from Flashpoint in the comics as inspiration, it's the exact opposite of that. The Flashpoint universe is a hellish nightmare where <laughs> superheroes right. have declared war on the world and like everyone's like, I'm not a metahuman. Well, I'm probably going to die today. Oh, I didn't. Awesome. I'll probably <laughs> die tomorrow. <laughs> but like in, in this Flashpoint universe, you know, you got Kid Flash, you got Cisco's a millionaire. Uh, Caitlin's a pediatric ophthalmologist. 
no, wait, yeah, yeah, she's not, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, everything seems awesome. You know, Barry's got his parents, everything's, you know, great. And then he's like, nah, this is, you know, it's too good. I got to go back and, and, and change everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> <It's> like, no. <laughs> what happens? Like, so, so how bad is it if you erase all of your memories of the old timeline where your parents died and all this heartache and stuff has happened to you. How bad is that really? All right. But, but think about it like this. Cause I think this is, they, I thought they did a pretty good job of making it a little bit more clear. And we'll talk about Cisco and kind of the, the dual nature of, you know, his, his old life and flashpoint versus his new life now on this new timeline. But it really comes down to rival, right? Like flash, he was like, Oh, this is all great. This new timeline exists. There's a new flash handling all the problems and such, but Oh, wow. This one also has a evil speedster as well in the form of rival. And not only that, but he's someone that is, you know, able to kill the flash or he he gets pretty close to killing Wally. Now, Wally was on the verge of surviving, but Barry feels responsible. If, if he hadn't created flashpoint, there would be no rival. So from his standpoint, he's like, okay, I got my happiness, but the cost was creating a villain Therefore, I will trade my happiness so that I can eradicate this villain and set us back up on the path that we were, which was at that point, uh, a quote unquote peacetime, right? There wasn't any great crisis. There was not a you know storm in the sky. There was no active villain that was going around. Zoom had been defeated. Eobard had been defeated. For the most part, at the end of season two, things were pretty good for everybody. So technically, you're right. I mean, he does trade not only his happiness, but for the most part, everybody else's, but his goal in doing so was eradicating or at least fixing rival from never having existed. Uh, so that's, that's that Barry feeling responsible for creating the thing that he wishes he hadn't created. That's, that's the reason why he left and, uh, and reset the universe as it were. And so instead of Wally almost dying and there being a new bad guy, uh, Cisco's brother's dead and he is like in this catatonic depression. <laughs> Joe and Iris don't speak to one another. Uh, he's erased all of Barry or all of his and Iris's, uh, you know, romantic dealings. So yeah, yeah. You know, I'd say it's a fair trade, right? Well, for the most part, you know, the nice, I, I thought it was actually really nice that for the most part, they did a pretty good job of, um, you know, making it so that, uh, it was kind of cleared up by the end. Like, I mean, at the end of the episode and, and perhaps jumping ahead here, but, but, you know, things are kind of back to quote unquote, back to normal close enough. So that at least the characterizations of all the people that we know and love are the same people that we know and love from the seasons that came prior. You know, uh, Cisco is a great example of somebody who was like really a complete 180 from who they were, uh, in previous seasons because, you know, he was, depressed i mean like actively i mean he was seeking help he was in group yeah now i mean and worse than that he wasn't naming the bad guys <laughs> he wasn't having fun it's interesting though because you look at that and and it's and it's weird to me that uh caitlin's fiance died twice twice and she wasn't nearly as mopey and, and these are both in like tragic okay come right? on like, he, he come sacrificed on. himself I'm just, I'm just saying it's like Cisco just, just couldn't handle that nearly as well as Caitlin did. And I think, you know, I think Caitlin deserves props for that. All right. I mean, all right. Yeah. Props to Caitlin, I suppose. But I mean, like, you know, this is, this is his brother, man. I mean, like, you know, there's it, I, and it's a, it's a dual nature of what happened, right? Because it's not just the fact that his brother died. 
It's that his brother died and his best friend has the ability to go back and change time and won't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. It's the main thing is there. Yeah, is that he resents Barry for uh, not fixing it. And then even more so when he finds out that Barry fixed his own problems, but he wouldn't fix Cisco's. Right. Which is rough for Barry because he's like, I wasn't that Barry that didn't say that. But in all fairness, now I'm this Barry that's saying the exact same thing that that Barry said. <laughs> yeah, so you got to understand here. That wasn't me. Right. Well, it, it was, but it wasn't. And I and, and I agree with him, but not for the reasons that he thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, yeah, because he didn't go back and ruin the timelines. I understand that now. And so I agree with what he was saying. I shouldn't have gone back and done what I did. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I mean, things rough, right? I mean, in the in the last timeline, you know, vibe was was rich. He was Zuckerberg. He was throwing bas- basketballs, being kind of a jerk to everybody. But ultimately, he had this like, you know, what seemed to be this great life. However, new timeline vibe is vibe like he actually is out there he's got the he's got the goggles he's doing the the hand vibrations look like he had some kind of gauntlet uh, if i'm you know the, yeah. the screen's a little rough i've actually got a screenshot up on the facebook live right now from the episode uh so it's well, a li- that, little difficult to see but yeah yeah they, they show a better picture of it earlier uh when barry and uh tries to reconcile with cisco earlier in the episode he's in the workshop and he's like what you working on he's like oh it was the suit you know that i was going to wear or whatever. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's basically, yeah, it's, it's like two gauntlets. Hey, you, have you seen any of the recent agents of shield? Um, you know, you, I feel you like know, you, gauntlets. I feel like you already know the answer to that question. Yeah. I don't know if maybe you just like watch an episode here or there, but anyway, like, uh, uh, Daisy quake, you know, her, whatever her name gauntlets. is this week. Sure. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a similar kind of thing with her arm gauntlets and Cisco's arm gauntlets. It's just a way to like channel his power, I guess. But it's not like a full suit. It doesn't look like. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. It's uh, I, I like it, man. It, it looks like yeah, it's, it's a cool. suit in progress. That's for sure. And that whole tease at the end of the episode where, you know, finally they're they're back on good terms. And uh, I mean, I, I say good terms. I mean, they're they're. It's clear that Cisco is still resenting some stuff. Like he's still got to work out some stuff internally. But at least it seems like he's accepted the olive branch and willing to kind of, you know, yeah. work with Barry. They're, they're on the path to recovery. Yeah, that's good. That's Whereas good. Previously. Yeah. Previously, there was a lot of, you know, uh, antagonism and things like that between them. But now they're on the path to recovery. And so, it, you know, they're, they're not going to be like, hey, buddy, buddy, let's name villains now, you know, next week. But I feel like this is this is something that's going to be like over the next couple episodes where Cisco is able to to reconcile completely with Barry and return to his OG timeline self. Uh, Well, his original timeline self. Yeah, OG. We don't know. No, OG is the timeline before season one. Season one is the original timeline. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I was thinking OG is in like the season one timeline. No. So, so all right. So, Priest T, they got it. You got to get a. That would be time timeline prime. Prime line. The prime line. The prime line? The prime line. Yeah, <laughs> all right. timeline prime. I'll prime go with line. I'll go with you on that. So, OG and original timeline, we'll consider those the same thing. Yeah. The prime line is the one that Eobard Prime is from. Uh, with the exactly okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. We got the prime line is the the one where Flash is you know from the future, and future then the Flash. OG timeline is season one. Okay, fair enough. It completely yeah. changes the terminology established earlier in this episode, but that's why you I'm gotta sorry. Watch I have to all do the that. way through. That's perfectly fine, man. All right, so I'm digging. I'm digging vibe, man. I like I like the costume that he's got. I you know I do like where they ended up. Um, now, Caitlin. Um, Mm, of everything that we got of all the big reveals of this episode, I got to say that the Caitlin reveal was probably my favorite. Uh, you know, 
I was watching this. I'm not going to lie. Like watching this episode early on, I was a bit frustrated that they weren't being more clear about some things that we, we found out at the end of last episode or are actually very specifically didn't find out about uh, the end of last episode. I was a little frustrated about, you know, Barry not going back and trying to, to fix the timeline. But at the same time, I understood his reasons for it. And I was just looking around like, man, this is a dark timeline. Nobody's happy. Everybody's the worst. I feel like we're becoming an angst filled show of 10 years ago that I really don't want to watch. But they did a really great deal, which was they resolved it all by the end, right? I mean, the the West family was back to normal, which I was I was like, thank you for rushing through that. That's awesome. Thank you yeah. for showing that this is a, a different timeline. We don't need to see these characters develop again. Exactly. We already know, yeah, we don't need to see that again. Exactly. So that was the great thing, right? So with Cisco, with the West, I mean, it was we got that out of the way. Caitlin has always had a bit of a problem in the series overall, which is that she's kind of been in this arrested development mode. Uh, I think I've stated before that like, you know, when you've got a character like Caitlin who is destined to become a villain and you're not moving her, her towards becoming a villain, then she's just standing still. Like nothing is actually happening. You know, they put her in, you know, this, this, uh, this relationship that obviously was, was terrible with firestorm dying twice. And that being this emotional roller coaster. Then they put her in this relationship with Jay and it just became this, uh, or quote unquote Jay, I should say, uh, it just became this kind of rotation of terrible relationships that she was attached to, which wasn't very interesting. And again, just did not progress her character forward, but man, oh man, I got to tell you that moment at the end of the episode, that could have been the cliffhanger right there. Uh, Barry, yeah. of course, teasing her saying like, Oh, haha, you're a pediatrician. And that other timeline, isn't that funny, but no, 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 sir. She actually in this new timeline, is in fact taking, uh, you know, she's a metahuman. And I think based on her expression, we can assume that she has been a metahuman for quite some time. Yeah, I think so. And and, it, and it's neat here because of the implication, right? Because Killer Frost is this, you know, evil person on Earth to her doppelganger is very bad. And we never see that in Caitlyn in the OG timeline. Uh, but now that we see this, we know she's still on Team Flash, but like, what is it that triggered the original Caitlyn, right? It was Caitlyn's mom. And we know that Caitlyn's mom oh, has been yeah. cast and she's in episodes in this season. Spoilers? So we're, well, yeah, I, I suppose that's spoilers, but it's, it's you know, on the intertrons. All right. Fair enough. Internet spoilers. But, as if that, as yeah, if so, that like, forgives it. But okay, keep going. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so, but, well, so I, what I think is neat about that is that we're going to see because because Caitlyn's not inherently evil, right? So uh, she's got to have this transition from her Caitlyn personality to the Killer Frost personality, and I we didn't see that on Earth too. We don't know what made her change from sweet loving Caitlyn to you know murderous Killer Caitlyn. Uh, I think we're going to see that this this uh, this this season. I think that's going to be really neat to watch her transform like that. Like you said, she's been in this holding pattern as a character for so long. Every other character's had a chance to uh, I- expand in some way. You know, Iris has gotten a, a stronger character. Cisco being vibe, uh, he's being you know more important in those kind yeah, of aspects. And good. now finally, Caitlyn is going to get to step in. She was this you know used as as this uh, love interest for Jay Garrick season two, which I you know eh, wasn't the greatest thing in the air. But now we're finally going to get to see her develop in some interesting way towards that Killer Frost endpoint. And I think that's going to be interesting to watch what an interesting what an interesting episode this really was because there was almost like a bait and switch in like the best possible way 
Um, you know, with almost every single character looking like they regressed in terms of us as a viewing experience, but ending the episode, like you said, with every single character progressing, Caitlin, now a metahuman, Cisco, now Vibe, uh, uh, Iris, you know, not only is she, you know, in that team leader mode that we've seen her in before, but she, she and Barry, they actually kiss their, their relationship is actually progressing and the timeline didn't explode again. Uh, well, I would say that their relationship is now at the same place that it was at the end of season two. Well, yeah. But, okay. Well, but at the same but time, we're, we're going to get to see it progress. We're going to get to see it progress. Yeah. I, w- I would actually, you're right. But remember at, at the end of season two, we had depressed Barry. Now we don't have depressed Barry. So we're, we're moving, uh, we're, we're fair, moving fair forward. Point. Yeah. We're moving forward in, in the best possible way. So I'm, I'm excited, man. I think we're seeing some great stuff there. Wally, I kind of felt bad for Wally. I don't know if you remember, but um, there was a moment where everybody's like, oh, we got to go save Barry. And like everybody ran out to go do stuff. And Wally was just standing there by himself because he doesn't have superpowers anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Although, didn't Barry say that it seems as though everyone who had powers from Flashpoint is getting them here? Yeah. When he said that, I was like, all right, well, Kid Flash. And also, there's another little drop that he uh, or hint that he dropped where he was saying, hey, Cisco, we should team up again. It was kind of nice having a partner out there. And so why wouldn't it be Kid Flash? I mean, come on. He's got to get power somehow, right? And and, and we're going to see Kid Flash this season. We have to. Well, and arguably and he already has his, he already has his powers. Um, in fact, you know, with, you know, with, with the preview for next week and, and who's coming uh, through the, uh, who's, who's coming over from old, uh, old earth too. Uh, you know, there may be kind of a, a kickback to, uh, to what came before, uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of other speedsters and their origin stories and how that may have happened alongside of Wally's. Uh, now this idea that people are getting like, regressing or, or not regressing, but, uh, getting powers. If they had them in flashpoint, they're getting them here. It seems to be tied. And I could be wrong on this bell with this whole deal with the quote unquote husk. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think the husk are instrumental instrumental to it. Uh, at first I was thinking that the husk is, they were all from the same person, but that doesn't seem to be the case with the stuff that we saw this episode. Uh, so there's at least four other metahumans out there. Mm. And so I'm assuming that whatever alchemy does to them, uh, to, to, to give them their flashpoint powers, they shed this, you know, I guess this would be the, the third timeline. They, they, they shed the, the timeline that we're in now, they the shed new the husk timeline. of that timeline, the new, the timeline. new timeline. Yeah. And they're replaced with their flashpoint self. So their new timeline self sheds away and they're replaced with their flashpoint self. Cause it seems to me like they're not they don't retain the memories from the new timeline, just from the flashpoint timeline. Difficult to tell based on what we've seen thus far, but they definitely have both. Or at the very least they have both, but, but you're right. They do have the, the flashpoint uh, memories, or at least that's what we saw with the rival. Uh, Alchemy, honestly, overall as a villain, he's not quite doing it for me yet. Well, his mask looks like fallout power armor. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. That's, that's just what I think of when I see that. And so I instantly think like, well, maybe they're, uh, he's collecting bottle caps from Nuka Cola so he can you know, buy weapon <laughs> upgrades. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, it seems to me like, cause you know, we had a, a magic based villain in arrow last season. I feel like Dr. Alchemy is, is going to be that kind of thing. And, and so when I first saw him and I saw him give Claris his powers back, my first thought instantly was this is how Barry fixes the timeline. This is how we go back to the OG timeline is that alchemy. 
he's able to pull people or memories or whatever from different timelines to the timeline that he's currently in. And so I'm thinking that uh, that's somehow going to, to play into the into them fixing this timeline or fixing something that happens fur- further down in the, in the season via Alchemy's powers. Think about that. Do you think that, that that's going to be uh, like an out for them to fix this timeline? Uh, I don't think they're going to fix this timeline. I think this is the one they've got. Um, I think, think we're stuck with it. I think we're stuck with, and I don't mean stuck. I don't, I really don't think it's a bad thing, man. I, I actually, no. like I said, by the end of the episode, I actually really like this timeline. I think the problem is the, the timeline itself is, uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions, and we'll get to that in speedster speculation. But let me ask you this right now: What do you think is the events that Alchemy is building up towards? I mean, he's recruited the rival. He he's awoken this um, his ability to connect to the Speed Force, uh, you know, and and connected him in some form or fashion with his Flashpoint self. Uh, so so clearly, Alchemy. You know, I, I don't know if it's Alchemy that has the ability to connect through timelines, or if it has something to do with the fact that rival is a speedster. And so as a speedster, he has the ability, you know, he's connected to this kind of, you know, traveling through time, the, the idea of parallel timelines, you know, he is actually connected more to that than, uh, alchemy is, but, but what is it? What, why, what is this big event that you think that alchemy could be building up towards? Well, initially I was thinking it was going to be the crossover between all four shows, but I don't know if that's going to be the case because that's going to be something like a, uh, you know, a mid November thing and you have the rest of the series to deal with. And I don't think that alchemy is going to just disappear after that. So I don't know, like, I don't know enough about alchemy to really, to really figure that out. But, um, I just want to say though, when I was speculating that alchemy would be the fix for the timeline, that was before I had seen the rest of the episode. And so that's why it made so much sense to me then. But now, like you said earlier, I, I'm yeah, well, this is going to be the, the, the timeline that we're stuck with and that's fine because, you know, we're, we're having these reconciliations that we needed. Uh, I just wanted to clarify that, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what Alchemy's planning, uh, what he's, what he's looking forward to, you know, before I saw the end of the episode and, and thought about it really, I was thinking the, the dominators and the, and the stuff that we're going to see in the crossover, but I don't, eh, I mean, spoilers that by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, Bell's dishing out yeah. the spoilers like he's, uh, like he's a, a dish of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers are a dish that are best served hot off the internet presses. Fair enough. Uh, well, that's a pretty cold spoiler on all on all fairness. But um, yeah, yeah. That, see that that's why I was more comfortable saying that one is because it's, it's been out there for a while. But I wouldn't think though that that, that would be something that you would plan for for the first you know six episodes of a twenty three episode series. Well. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Because, because where, I mean, where do you go from there? If he's preparing for that, they're going to resolve that at the end of those four episodes. What has been the biggest criticism though of modern episodic television? It's that instead of 20, they they need to start condensing storylines down and not dragging things out or or putting unnecessary plot lines in. What if, and I don't, I don't necessarily know or even think that they're doing this, but what if that is the case? What if this alchemy plot line is only going to be half a season uh, and then we get a, a new plot line for the second half so that we can get like, you know, some more quick, precise, you know, stories. I mean, season two suffered in the latter half because it seemed like the story they were telling shifted about mid season. It may have been more powerful if, if it had concluded around mid season than started something different. Um, even, you know, even now with kind of the success of Netflix series and, uh, having 13 episodes, even people are now saying 13 episodes seems too long for some of those Netflix series. And they need to condense those down to like seven or eight. 
So, you know, the idea that Alchemy is a villain for only half the season, I'm kind of fine with that if that was the case. But I, I don't necessarily I think that. it is. I don't necessarily think it is. I think you're right. I think there is something bigger uh, even beyond the, the crossover, although it would make sense given the fact that he seems to to be in tune with more than just one reality. I, I think it would be great if they did, uh, you know, two separate storylines in this one season. I think it'd be cool if like, because that's that's the thing, right? The, the one of the issues I had with last season was the lead up to Legends of Tomorrow. Mm. Uh, I felt like a lot of that was just extraneous to the Flash and didn't really matter, and, it, and like it, it didn't progress the Flash at all. Alchemy's progressing the Flash. We have rival. He's bringing speedsters in, people that that the Flash is going to fight. That's going to be entertaining. That, that's going to progress him as a character. So, if if it is, they're using Doctor Alchemy just to prepare for the crossover. That so far I'm okay with that because it hasn't been distracting like legends the the legend stuff they're doing last season was so so far I'm okay that would be and, and actually I think that'd be pretty cool like if they just want to use alchemy as as a thing to tie everything together so be it uh, so far it hasn't detracted and that means we're going to have something that completely new after this crossover that that we're that that's going to be neat and unexpected so yeah I'm okay with that if they want to hang on and do you know 23 episodes of alchemy that's 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 fine too. So far it's been interesting. Uh, yeah. We'll just have to play it by ear, I suppose. You know, something that I've really wanted to see from the beginning of the, even from this, the, the moment that the series was announced was the idea of Jay Garrick playing kind of an Obi-Wan Kenobi to Barry. And in this episode, we finally got that uh, in a really, really awesome way. Uh, Barry, of course, being distraught by how dark this uh, this version of the timeline seems, tries to go back in time. Uh, Jay jumps in, stops him, pulls him out, and I love that. Like since Barry had started to run back in time, and Jerry stopped or Jay stopped him before he could get too far, they w- still went back in time, but it was just back in time to the nineties. Or was it the 80s? It was 1992. It was 1992. 1992. That's right. Or no, sorry, 1998. So, you know, there, there was kind of this this idea that, uh, you know, that as, again, traveling through time, if you stop, then you end up somewhere between now and the past you were actually going to. Uh, I yeah. loved that. And so they had this great moment in the diner where Jay goes to explain how time travel works and how when you change time, uh, it's like he used the I. Uh, the, the imagery of the cup of breaking the cup and you can glue the cup back together, but it's going to still have those cracks. It's never going to look exactly the same way. And I'm going to take you back. New listeners may not remember this, but our new listeners wouldn't, wouldn't know this, but those of you who've been listening since season one, remember that I actually suggested that perhaps the time travel rules of the flash works very similar to this. Although I was uh, really kind of using bones as kind of the the example that if if you if you crack a, like if you have an injury and it cracks your bone well that it's going to heal but it's going to look slightly different but it'll still be a solid bone as opposed to breaking a bone which is going to be completely different uh, if it heals and there's also amputation and then then you have you know that, that, that's a whole nother thing. But point being very similar, <laughs> very similar to my, yeah. to my initial uh, theory on how they might handle time travel. And I loved that explanation, uh, given to Barry, especially the fact that it came from Jay. Yeah. You know, you smash the cup, even if you glue it back together, it'll still hold water. It'll still look like a cup, but there's still breaks in it. Uh, but did you notice the probably <laughs> one of my favorite things about that scene was as they're walking in, there's a TV in the background. Did you see what was playing on the TV? Was it Dawson's, it was Dawson's Creek? Creek? Oh my God. Yes, it was Dawson's Creek. <laughs> it was, <laughs> that it is was, uh, awesome. It was Dawson. 
and and I, maybe this is just like wishful thinking, but I'm pretty sure it was the scene where Dawson's like crying. You know, like the the the, the they turned it into an internet meme where it's like Dawson's <laughs> right, crying, and right. like, I like. I saw him and my brain thought that that was the scene was where he was crying, but I don't know if that's exactly what it was, but yes, it was Dawson's Creek playing on the TV. That oh, was, that's it was brilliant. Awesome. Uh, you know, I, John Wesley ship was in Dawson's Creek. So it's even better. He was Dawson's dad. Yeah. Dawson's dad. Oh my gosh. That's great. That's great. And actually uh, go back to our, our interview with John Wesley ship from, uh, from uh, I guess season one, season two, some, somewhere in there where, uh, where he talks a little bit about his time there. So that's a, a great callback and a reason excuse to go back and listen to that episode. That's awesome, yeah. man. That is so cool. I love, I love that little nod. I'm surprised there. you missed that. Yeah. I, I noticed that and I was like, this is Bo's going to love that. And you didn't even see it. No, I did. Like it was one of those things where it's like, Oh, I, I could tell that there was something about the TV, but at the moment, and this, this is kind of a big thing for me overall, actually, is that the Eobard, like thread loose thread plot hole to some extent was so distracting to me that I missed a lot this episode. Like I had to go back <laughs> afterwards. I was like, they kept on saying the word husk. What were they even talking about? Like every, like I almost tuned it out because I was sitting there trying to figure out the Eobard plot line, you know, plot hole. And I, you know, I put it out on Twitter and you know, for the most part, it sounds like a lot of people are like, you know, why, why even bother? But it matters. It matters. And that's why we're going to talk about it right now. And since it doesn't necessarily play into the episode review itself, it definitely falls under. Speedster speculation. All right, man. So this timeline is very similar to the timeline that we got before. There you were, say it was very similar. I would, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Very, Sorry, I had to go there. very similar to the timeline that we had before the OG, the original timeline, whatever you want to call it. There's some slight alterations of backend stories and that sort of thing. We've got a new character. This is clearly different, but these characters have had a lot of the same shared experiences. There was references to zoom, which everybody seemed cool with. There was references to Harry and, and, and Harry as opposed to Harrison Wells, but there's still a major question of, Eobard in this timeline. All right. So, so here's, and here's the thing. There's a lot of what ifs or if this, then that, right? Eobard at the end of last episode drops off Barry on the porch and then runs off. We don't know where he ran off. Now, if he ran off back to the past and got stranded, okay, no problem. The, the, you know, that, that makes sense, right? This timeline would be very similar to the timeline that came before, except for the fact that there's no reason why Eobard would do that. Like literally he has achieved the goal that he ran back in time to do in the first place, theoretically anyway. So you would not assume that he would actually go back in time again. Although, well, all right. However, it is possible that Eobard, I mean, I would imagine that Eobard, this Eobard that just ran off is probably going to go and do something on another show called legends of tomorrow. And at the end of that storyline, he will be ended up stranded back in the past. That's, that's, the way that I'm head cannoning my way around this, but there's just, it just, it seems like a pretty big loophole that I feel like somebody should talk about in the show. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it needs to be addressed so that we can say like, you know, HG Wells, that, that HG bar, that all happened in this new timeline or it didn't happen because that was all very influential into the characters, into the events, into a lot of things. But what do you think? I don't know. That's interesting though, because what if it's uh, you know, he runs off, 
because he still he still wants to destroy Barry's life and stuff like that. So he's like, yeah, I accomplished going back and killing your mom. Ha ha. I won. But I still want to mess up your life. And maybe he like runs and then he just wasn't paying attention. Maybe he's looking at his watch or something while he's in the speed force. And he comes back and he's like, ah, crap. I just traveled back in time and now I'm stuck. Uh, <laughs> but well, I, I think you're I think you're right, though, about the Legends of Tomorrow aspect. I think that's where they're going to kind of settle what's going on there. But the thing about that that's weird is they didn't really talk about much that affected any of the other storylines outside of like, you know, Star City 2046. But that was a future storyline of Arrow. So right, right. Well, this and this is the new timeline that would be more connected with the timeline of let like that. That's where things get really dirty. If you want to start trying tying it into those, they eradicated Sarah. Barry technically killed Sarah. Barry killed Sarah. Barry killed Sarah. He wiped out Sarah from existence. Wait, how did he wipe out Sarah from existence? Okay, Sarah, uh, Sarah Diggle, Diggle's daughter. Oh, never. I, I thought you meant Sarah Lance. No, I mean Sarah Diggle. Yeah, but replaced Sarah Diggle with John, which would be the the Green Arrow of the future in the alternate timeline for Legends of Tomorrow. This is where it gets dirty, man, because there's with I, I love there's there's a fun element of a shared universe. There's a lot of fun things you can do with a shared universe. But when you're dealing with time travel in two different shows and they appear to have two different rules to time travel, it gets a little dirty here. Actually, no, not even a little. I mean, this is this is some messy stuff. <laughs> so okay so then uh john yeah that's right because in star city 2046 that that's who was taking up the mantle of green arrow so i just assumed that diggle had another kid i assume that, that as well case. i that assume that to be well. the case well interesting interesting yeah. so <laughs> but it was great when, when he uh went to go like you know talk with felicity he was like oh i screwed everything up she's like wait it can affect it can affect us, meaning like it can affect our show. I, I love that little, uh, you know, nod at the audience there. I thought that was funny. I, I, I don't know. I, that, that, I wasn't cool with that. I wasn't cool with the fact it's, they wiped out Sarah. It seems very dismissive to just kind of like, oh, we need to change Arrow. How do we do that? Well, Diggle had a daughter. Now he has a son. Like, especially when, uh, when the show has made a strong effort to put some strong female characters in. I, I hate using the quote unquote strong female character because nobody ever says strong male character. And so it's almost insulting to even use that as a nomenclature. But the, the point being that there's, you don't see like the show has tried, like has done a pretty, pretty solid job for the most part of establishing some great female characters early on, but then they'll go and they'll kill off a lot of these female characters or in the instances of Sarah, they will literally write her out of existence and replace her with the boy. Now I get it. She's, well, she's just a side character. We never see Diggle's Sarah kids Diggle ever anything in the show. Like that, yes. that's, that's why I'm, yes, she was a major plot point when Diggle was the thing. And then arrow was like, left my daughter there and, and stuff. That was reasons. Okay, I had no idea. I, I, I hadn't gotten that far in era. I just know that I think, I saw an air, uh, an episode where uh, Diggle's uh, wife was pregnant, and here's, then they had here's the kid. what it is. Here's what it is to me, and this is exactly where it falls at. I I, <laughs> I feel like that's such a that's such a weird thing to change about Arrow. Um, that just felt like there's so many missed opportunities with things they could have done with Flashpoint. They could have had an entire storyline with Robert Queen as the. Uh, imagine, all right, just let me let me just wax on this for a second. Imagine if you will, there was a storyline where. Barry has to team up with Robert Queen in the midst of a Flashpoint universe that he created. And after they go on these this adventure and they figure this out, they mimic the comics and have Robert Queen write his son a note 
who's still alive and is the green arrow of his timeline that Barry can then bring with him to Oliver to see it. And like, you know, Oliver has been, and I know some people don't like it when we say this, but it's true. Oliver has been this universe's Batman. And so to, to be able to tell a interesting and unique twist on that story by, and paying homage to one of the greatest moments in that story would have been incredible. And I just feel yeah, like I, I so agree. much of this was, was a missed opportunity just to have them come back and be like, okay, we're just going to change things here and there. Oh, it's going to affect arrow. But then it's like, okay, we're, we're going to make, you know, Diggle's Diggle's son is now a daughter. Arrow. Well, yeah, they, adding they to, or, add, in sorry, daughter is now a son adding insult to injury to the fact that they keep on taking these female characters and just dismissively kind of writing off the show. I feel like that's symbolic of other things they've done. And so, you know, it's not that big a deal. I just feel like it's somewhat symbolic. It's um, just the baby though. No, I realize, I realize that I, <laughs> I do. I really do. But <sighs> no, I, I agree. I, I think it would have been cool to see the Robert queen storyline. I think that would have been neat to see. Uh, and I was totally on board with what you were saying about how, you know, it feels kind of like a cop out. Uh, before I saw the end of this episode, because when, you know, I, when it, my DVR cut off the last 10 minutes of it, I was like, man, it just feels like they were just like, uh, let's hit the reset button so we can just, you know, make a giant tonal shift and, uh, not really have to explain anything. And that's, that's sort of like, you know, we, we want to change the status quo because we want to throw the characters around and do different things with them, but we don't want to have to do a giant character arc to explain it. So what we'll do is we'll have Barry go back in time and change stuff. And then that's just what it is. And, and, and so I was feeling like, I was like, yeah, it feels kind of like a cop out. I'm not, I'm not too keen on that. But when I saw the end of the episode and I saw that they're actually making strides to sort of bring back how it was, I was a little bit more okay with it. Now, it, it's no, that, on- yeah, no, I'm, and I'm with you on that. This, the, let, let me be very clear about this. This was an, a phenomenal episode. It really was. I mean, I think overall it's, it's one of the best episodes that we've gotten. A ton happened. We got this kind of unique way of progressing all like, like I said, you're never, you, you don't see this kind of thing in television all this, this much where you get this moment of regression, like a step back to take two steps forward and do so in a really, really unique, interesting way. We got explanations of time travel that we've haven't gotten clarifications from the person that you want to get clarifications from, which is a speedster and more specifically Jay Garrick. Like there there's this, this was an excellent, excellent episode. And I really love where we ended up when it was all said and done. I just feel like I would have enjoyed a little bit more. I feel like there was more that you could do with Flashpoint. And I don't know if it was the fact that you had all of these different universe or different stories that you're managing or what, but I feel like there's a story that could have been that never was. And I kind of mourn what we didn't get, so, but, but judging yeah. it not for what it could have been and for what it, it was exactly. It was great. I really, I thought last episode, it was their unique take on flashpoint, which was fine. I think this episode in, in terms of resolution is great. The one big cliffhanger in my mind that I wish that somebody would address is where is Eobard Thawne? And if that's the thing that's going to get me to watch legends this season, man, I'm watching Legends this season. And by the way, he better end back up in the past once that storyline is done. I don't want any of this, you know. That's uh, how he gets Gideon. He steals it from their wave rider. Oh, dude, dude. Oh, that's, 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 well, but see, the thing is Gideon, nah, 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 I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if that would actually make sense because technically speaking, that would imply that what, 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 what did Eobard season one OG timeline Eobard had Gideon as well, but that Eobard never went to legends. This is an Eobard that has been to legends to create the new timeline that Barry is currently existing in. 
Well, uh, but what we didn't know is that the 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 Eobard that we saw back then was the Eobard from Legends. You're, you're you're assuming it's a loop, but based on what we've seen thus far, that doesn't make sense. Uh, it's time travel. I ain't got to explain nothing. That's 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 not good, man. That's no, <laughs> no. Here's the thing. No, 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 no. We we hold time travel to a high standard here. I I will not have that talk. <laughs> I will not have. Yeah, that no, talk. I I agree. Like I yeah, I hope that's not the case. Uh, but you know, I, I I agree with you though. What you're talking about with Flashpoint, I think it could have been, you know, something better. But uh, I try not to think about what might have been because <laughs> that was then. And we have taken different timelines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, uh-huh. you know it is. Hi, this is John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. Hold on. This is John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV but Talk. Yeah. Did I lose you? Hello? No, no, no. We got the clips. You just can't hear them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We had but you did, you did just, talk just, over it. You did talk over it, so that was good. That was good. Well, good. L- listener. You, you got to warn me when there's a bump coming in. Well, no, I, I like the professionalism of the fade. It's <laughs> a <the> thing. <laughs> We'll figure it all out. We'll figure it all out. Listener feedback, man. We got some great comments. I actually posted it out to uh, to Facebook and uh, collected some of y'all's thoughts on this particular episode. First up, we got uh, Sarah Holiday, who said, I thought it was okay. Uh, he messed up the timeline again, but everyone was put back the way it was. Kind of. Some stuff will never be the same again. The good part is that they themselves got back to being family again because it, uh, let's be honest, they're a family. And that's absolutely true. Great thoughts. I yep. completely agree with you, Sarah. All right, next up, we got Ross C. Campbell. How you doing, man? Uh, and Ross writes way better than the last episode. They answered some questions a lot of people had about how Barry's actions affected the timeline and how Eobard seemingly, quote, repaired it. I liked how Barry went to Felicity for guidance and was heartbroken at their reactions when they realized that Barry erased baby Sarah from the timeline. Uh, John Wesley Ship back is Jay Garrick. Bo, play the song. Okay, we're playing it right now, <laughs> Mr. John Wesley Ship. Yeah, uh-huh. you know who it is. Hi, this is John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. There you go. That's for you, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so John Wesley Ship back is Jay Garrick, and their lunchtime adventures in the 90s. Uh, Tom Felton is Dr. Alchemy for sure. And I hear the guy grabbing the rival was Savitar. Hmm, interesting. Mm. So I'm looking forward for, to him showing up. Uh, new allies and villains promised. Cisco becoming Vibe, full costume in the crossover, surely. Uh, Caitlin becoming Killer Frost. Harry and Jesse Quick returning next week. Heck yeah, man. I'm super excited. All that stuff sounds really great. Now, this Savitar thing you mentioned, that would be really interesting. Uh, we don't know what Dr. Alchemy's arms look like. But uh, that's that's really all we saw in, in, in the jail cell. But that would kind of actually go back to what we were talking about earlier, how if Dr. Alchemy is only here to set up the crossover, then we got to have another big bad. Yeah. And Savitar would be pretty cool. What do you think, Bo? Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say I think you're on to something with Rival and Savitar. Destiny Ramon says, uh, best podcast ever. I love this podcast. It makes me love the recent episodes. They use comic book references to explain what they think. And overall, uh, I just love this podcast and would recommend this to everyone. Destiny, thank you so much. What, a, what an awesome, awesome yeah, review. Uh, we'd love getting those reviews if you have not done so already. 
head over to iTunes and write us a review. It is absolutely free to do. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. And I think that is going to do it for us for this week. 